This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good afternoon, family, friends, and welcome to my program called Rise. I'm Renette Myberg, and it is 2023. And aren't we privileged to start the new year and with a real good, good start and be excited and encouraged for the new year that this is going to be a good year. And I have really got the privilege of speaking to a wonderful, wonderful person in the in the ministry. Her name is Eloise uh, Pretorius, and they are doing a phenomenal work. And I think this is why we are going to cover the topic, the fact that there are so many crisis pregnancies. And, you know, they are actually the founders of the Baby Savers. Yeah, and, you know, of, of Zindanda. And they, were, they started Baby Savers savers units and we want to encourage you just to listen to this program and find out what they actually do. They're part of feeding schemes, they uh, coach, they teach, uh, come alongside pregnancies that are in trouble and those that are struggling to maintain their babies. So we have got Eloise in the studio this afternoon so we're going to just join you straight after this. Thank you so much for staying tuned with us and we have just got the most amazing lady in the studio with us today and her name is Eloise Pretorius and Eloise just give us a little bit of the reason why you and your husband got involved with Sindanda. Okay um, to start with um, we were in ministry me and my husband he's my late husband yes. um, he passed away last year and we were married for 33 years and we were in ministry for 22 years where we were feeding um, identified needy children in schools. And then, um, like three, four years ago, the Lord um, just spoke to us about a new path and something new that we will do. And um, in that time, we we were approached by um, our church at that time to take over a, a part of a ministry at the church. And before that, the Lord told us that our path will be different and that we are going to do it together and that we will think that we're not going to be able to do it and all of that. And in the same time, the Lord brought up... Um, like abandonment um mm. on he just laid on my heart and it was like in my face and but i was praying over that for a period of time so when we started um the ministry that we were in so i need to start there yes to please see where i am now so at that time so what i want to say is we weren't the founder of the baby savers in South Africa, yes. but we were the founders of the Incheba Baby Saver. That's right. So I just want to clear that up for you. Yeah. No so in that time, we knew that the Lord said it will be a period of three years that we will be involved in a specific in the particular area that we're going to do. And we at that stage didn't know what it will be. And um, so we started the, or we took over that ministry. And then 
we knew that this was it in Cheba was the project that we will run and that it will include abandonment, it will include um, crisis pregnancies and all of that. So how it started is that um, while I was praying, the Lord told me, we need to open a baby saver. And at that stage, I didn't even know anything about it at all. So I was doing research, research and everything. And um, we got into contact with, with a lady in from Wellington that already had a baby saver. So we meet up and then somebody contacted me and said, hi, I... Uh, here you want to open a baby saver. I've got one for you. And wow. <laughs> so, so the whole process of that was just the Lord's hand in it yes. from the start to the end. And um, so it was something that was born in my heart. I didn't have anything to do with it, but it was clearly my husband were uh, adopted. Um, baby. Oh, so he, he came from something like this. From adoption, adoption. yes. And um, yeah, and in our family, there was also somebody that needed to um, give a baby for adoption in her early years. So, but when we did the baby saver and we opened it up, I I knew that there need to be education That's correct. for women that is in crisis pregnancy because why do you do that if there's not a crisis? Exactly. So if we can equip women, so then through the same lady that um, um, sponsored the baby saver, I got to the... Um, to the training of Equip to Serve, while I was doing Equip to Serve that day, it was like a light bulb just light up, and I knew that I knew that this is what I need to do. And till today, yeah, it was it's just such a road and a journey, and I just love it. But yeah, so I knew so then I did the Equip to Serve, and then we opened the pregnancy center a year after we opened the baby saver. So um, after the three years, our time was up at, at that. So we, we established all of that and the people was running, is still running in Cheba, is still running. But the Lord knew that my husband won't be here anymore. Mm. And I believe that he gave us a year together without all that pressure of ministry. So he was still doing the feeding scheme, Course for Schule. Course for Schule was the ministry that we was... Um, Involved with when you were at the church. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, as well, but which my husband was the CEO of. And then after that, um, when he passed away, we realized that everything needs to be changed. And we changed the name to Zintanda, so that's where Zintanda is. And what does that mean? Zintanda means beloved. And our slogan is caring for the beloved. Mm -hmm. Because um, we are God's beloved, but he is um, our beloved as well. Amen. Yeah, so... um, 
So Tintanda was born through that way, and um, so Johan passed away after a year that we were finished with in Cheba, and I didn't. I need to find my feet and see what is, you know, everything changes when everything changes. A partner uh, um, passes. Just, yeah. So six months. Um, in May last this year, in May this year, um, I got the realization that the Lord said, I am going back into full-time ministry. And at that stage, I wanted to open up a business because I thought I must be self-sustainable and all of that. And the Lord told me that same day that he said to me that I'm going full-time back into ministry. He told me to give my business away and wow. I yes so I said okay I will do that but then you need to show me who I must give it to and the very next day I was sitting next to a lady at a wedding and he told me it's her so <laughs> wow so that is so I gave it away and I am in full-time ministry back again and Zintanda is the ministry that I will be served in serve in and um so it will still involve the Lord took me back to the start for for crisis pregnancies, post-abortion recovery, the baby savers. That is my passion. That is my calling. And that is how. where you need to stay in that lane. Yes, and yes. you have been handpicked especially for this. So, you know, I just want to ask you, you know, what is who is the person that normally lands up in this situation? What what is the the core reasons why girls or ladies land up in this position that they feel that they cannot they'd rather give the baby a safe place or just give it away than actually continue? I believe that um, you are when you are in that situation. It is um, you are very desperate mm. because of financial lack. Because of lack of support of the family, uh, family system and support, um, that it is not a planned pregnancy. Maybe you're married and it's out of wedlock. Yeah. And um, the other reasons, maybe alcohol abuse, drug abuse, um, not knowing better. Um, and yeah, I think it's just you are so desperate that you don't know what to do, and and you don't know that there is support out there because sometimes. So with the equipped to serve, we um, do options counselling. Mm-hmm. So and people normally maybe don't know of a place that they can go to to just talk through the crisis and see maybe there is another solution. Because in their mind, it's just, I need to get, um, I need to... Um, let the baby go. Yeah, let the baby go, don't keep it, or um, yeah, put it somewhere that yeah, they don't know what to do with it, okay. with the baby. All right. So so as as uh, once the baby has been put in the saver, how do you find out who that mom was? 
Okay. First, I want to just explain what the saver is for people yes, that don't know. Yes, I would like know. us to know what yeah. the saver actually so is. So a baby saver is a place where you can put your baby, a mom can put a baby in that, um, if you want to call it a box, but we call it a saver. And then if she can do, do it anonymously, anonymously. So when she closed the door of the saver, the, uh, it locked. So you can't open it from the outside because of human trafficking and all of that. It needs to be. So and then in this stage, I just want to say that there is a network, Baby Savers SA. So if you have a Baby Saver, you're normally part of this Baby Saver SA network because of protection and all of that. So it's just not anybody can have a Baby Saver. Okay. And then, um, so it locked, and then there will be an alarm going off for um, and these responders going to the saver and take the baby out. And then the baby will be looked after by medical people or at, at, took to a hospital. And then the, it will be placed in a place of safety. Okay. So how quick does the response happen from the baby being put in? Um, it's very quick. Normally, the baby savers are on the premises where there is people already also. active. Yes. Okay. So it's like a few minutes. Okay. Yeah. So um, and your name No, because you know, at the end of the day, we, we you know we we're very concerned about you know when things like that happen. So you know we don't want people to be confused on. What actually happens once the baby's there? Yeah. You know, because a lot of people feel that, you know, can come up against these kind of uh, saving saving yeah. mechanisms of saving babies. Yes. And then we end up feeling, you know, oh, no, is this right? Isn't this right? So yeah. I think you've given me a good example of, you know, good explanation of from the beginning of the baby being dropped off to the time that she's uh, yeah. or he's picked up so that there is a network there that's Im immediately available for the baby. Yes, and then I just want to say it's not that we um – want to enhance safe relinquishment. We don't want to. Encourage that. Yeah, we don't want to encourage that. But we want to have the option for a mother to, if she is desperate, not to put the baby in a bag somewhere or in a toilet or whatever, but to know there is a place that she, where she can go. So there is, it's not... Um, the law doesn't support it at the moment, but they are supportive. Yes. The, there is a law against abandonment, mm. but the… Um, There's a covering. There's a covering in the sense that, you know, this is accepted because you're actually handing over the yes, baby to something. You yes. are a helper yeah. to the situation. Yeah. Because that is now essential… You know, because there are laws attached to this. It, yeah. Okay, but it's better than putting a child in a bag. Yes. But at least you know that this mom has thought this through and said, listen, I am going to give it to people that can help. Yeah. And that is incredible, you know, yeah. because it, there is nothing worse than having to make a, this kind yeah. of decision on a mom. Yeah. So the law is that abandonment is not legal, but baby savers 
with to that regard will then also be illegal, but they in February last year they went to Parliament, they did a presentation to get baby savers legalized. Okay. Because the law for abandonment will take a long time to change, but for for baby savers we try to so there is a petition um that can be signed for baby savers to be legal. And you were asking about the mums not um uh, recognized or know who they are. So uh, the mum can place the baby there and the normally there won't be um, any um, investigation. Yes, but if the baby is dead or there is some kind of abuse to the body or whatever, there will be a case being opened. Opened, yes. okay. Yes. That is good to know, very yeah. good to know. Okay, so we're going to just have a look at this whole scenario. And, um, you know, I think we must just carry on straight after this. But we've got a song that we, a track that we have to listen to. And we will be back with you on this amazing, incredible, informative um, topic. Good afternoon, family and friends. And thank you for joining us this afternoon on my program called Rise. I'm Renette Myberg. And yes, it's 2023, but this is a very important topic that we are covering now, is the essential um, opportunities to save a baby. And um, Eloise Pretorius and them uh, are running a, uh, an organization called Sundanda, and I can tell you now they are doing phenomenal work amongst those that are really struggling to be able to maintain and sustain a baby right now. And um, as we were discussing earlier on, you know, real life happens. And uh, for whatever reasons, babies are born, uh, not in unplanned or un unfortunate situations, um, you know, either teen pregnancies or mommies that are on drugs or alcohol and or in an abusive relationship or out of wedlock. There's a lot of reasons why babies are born. And often it just ends up in a major, major crisis because there's no finances, there's no support. And Sintanda is there to come alongside these moms or either be there for the baby, essentially, to keep the baby safe. So, um, Eloise, if you can just give us an idea of what is the lack of education, you know, how do we go about understanding why a, a pregnancy happens and how many, do you have any statistics of the kind of um, uh, amounts of pregnancies that are, end up in a in a baby in a bag or in a dustbin or dead or abused, please give us some idea. Okay. The, um, for every child that they found um, in a cyber, there will be two found. In a cyber alive, there will be two found not alive. Sure. And some of those we don't even know of that we don't find. So um, in this, in a year's time, there were 450 babies putting through savers, and these 40 savers in South Africa. There's eight in Western Cape, which five is in the Cape 
um, area. Cape, Cape area. So what the pregnancies, that statistics I don't have on hand, but I think that it is the, the lack of education. I know in... Um, in the schools, there is program. There are programs that um, educate and all of that. But for me personally, it's a, a Louise thingy. Um, if people don't know their worth, mm. they will make wrong choices. So it's wrong choices that have been made, and um, just to for my own. From my own testimony, um, if you've got a low self-esteem, sometimes you just want to please somebody because you want um, to be accepted. That's right. So you will do stuff that's not the best option for you. At at um, Zintanda is affiliated with Pregnancy Help Network. Yes. So that network, there's a lot of education and training programs that you can have through them. And one of it is Undiluted. Undiluted is a program that you can do in schools. And I think that is the place where you need to start. Yes. It needs to actually start at, at, a, young these, at a young age. Yes. To make healthy adults. Yes. So that is the thing that um, is on my heart to educate the young people that so they can know when to tell no and to decide what they want for their lives and how precious they are and not to just go with peer pressure because I think peer pressure is a big thing under the teenagers and in the homes there is just no... Um, education or no um, support in that way because it starts at home it starts at Mm -hmm. home absolutely absolutely and you know this is where we actually as parents also don't do our part yes yes so we lack uh, there's a lot of levels of gaps that aren't being um, given knowledge on and uh, especially on a, a topic of sex and it is such a it's such a st- over over media me, in the media it's e- exceptionally accepted yeah. Yeah. but in education it's not accepted we do not speak about the realities of it yeah. you know and that is the problem is we do not we live in a fake world of where uh, you know sex is you know, and having babies and falling pregnant and all those kind of things is romanticized and fantasized when the actually the reality of having a baby is so uh, difficult because, you know, I stood in at home affairs the one day and there were three young girls that were not even 16. I can yeah. imagine with these little babies in their, ha- in their arms. Renet, can I give you something else? As um, who means die mens smag na liefde mm. en as jy kyk na die die um, lek van vader vergere wat nie in plek is nie en dit is vir my die groe ding mm. um, weer eens is Aloise kommentaar maar, nee, maar, maar dit is as, 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 as a kind nie die vader liefde en weet wie 
hulle identiteit en een vaderse liefde maak een groot verskil en daar is te veel afwezige paas daarbuiten wat nie deel is van hulle kinderse leven en waarde toevoeg dat hulle, hulle identiteit ken en, en net weet. Ja, en soos ek sê, dit is peer pressure, dit is die media daarbuiten, ons wil aanvaar word en baie keer is dier, um, die aanvaarding dink ons kry ons dier seksueel te verkeer met wie ook al nou dit mm-hmm. um, en dit gaan vir die meisies en die seens, al twee, die, al twee. Al twee. de mense dink is nou nie altyd die meisie kan sy skuld wat sy nou pregnant raak en ja. alles, maar die seens het die selfde lek ja and, you know, we, we find out that the boys are in the same situation where they want to belong, they want to have, they want to be yeah. loved, they want to yeah. be cared for. And again, there's so much lack of love. Yeah. But they have to, you know, at the end of the day, need to be educated on how to make good decisions for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, but um, I just want to um, ask you as well, you know, um, when, when uh, you know, do you how do you get how do you find these people before they even make these decisions i see that you do food distributions as well um you know does does sometimes come out there that you pick up something that's not right uh you know when you people out in the community volgende jaar omdat sintanda um nou nieuwe skoene moet aantrek en nieuwe pad moet stap het ek in tussentyd um terwijl ons werk en alles in plek krijg, het ek ook betrokken geraak by Loftal Community Projects en ons het in vernootskap met hulle, of ek, en ek is, so ons gaan ook uit daar in die gemeenskap, ons is recht langs Bloekombos. Dis recht. En in Bloekombos, in die omgeving is daar baie nood, en dit is ook waar ons, met die kost is ons betrokken by, um, waar ons op die oomlik kost gee aan instanties waar daar gestreemde kinders is en leergestreemde kinders is. En dan ook by Loftal recht langs Bloekombos waar ons ook help om daar een verskil te maak um, met, die, met die kost. Maar ek in my persoonlijke capaciteit is in die gemeenskap betrokken daar en ons gaan uit en ons um, bedien in Loftal op een geestelike vlak en ook daar leer ken jy die mense, ek het verskrikkelijk lief geraak vir die gemeenskap daar, mm. en die, dit is, mense hoef rarig nou nie in die wereld en te gaan om te gaan evangeliseer nie, dit is raar rond om jou daar, en um, so jy, jy tel goed op en jy is er bewus van, en wat ons dan volgend jaar um, ook wil doen, is ons wil een swangerskapcentrum daar begin, daar gaan een Loftal Community Center opgerig word, waarvan die swangerskapcentrum deel van dit gaan wees, waarmee ek gaan help. So ons wil juist die, die gemeenskap daar bewus maak van, um, daar is hulp. So hoe ons mense bewus raak van, voordat die krisis daar is, dit is nogal moeilik, Mm-hmm. want, soos jy sê, die lewe gebeur, maar ons het ook online um, counseling beskikbaar, mm-hmm. waar mense kan contact, en enige iemand, hulle kan anoniem bly, of hulle kan mm-hmm. inkomstcentrum toe, of hulle kan sê, wie hulle, jy weet, op enige manier, maar daar is hulp. Dit um, is fantastisch. Ja. Maar die ding is, ek weet, ek, I know this happens, is that we do not know where to go. Yeah. And we do not know where to direct. You know, the thing is, a lot of people and families are in, in, in crises and situations and where they cannot even help their own families because of the economy and all the issues that we are having in our country right now. 
but we don't know where to go. So this is such good news to know that there are things happening behind the scenes Mm -hmm. because we always think the the crisis and the pandemic is so huge that we can't make a difference. And um, so I'm very grateful for the fact that you actually took the step uh, of faith and just to go out into the community and say, okay, we don't have to go far. We got work right here under yeah. our noses. Yeah. So this is wonderful. So, um, you know, at the moment we can we can later on, <clears throat> excuse me, um, later on we can just give all the information of how they can contact you and, yeah. you know, just get some idea of when all this is going to take place so that there is education coming up sooner than later. And what I want to say about that is that if you make a difference in one person's life, Mm-hmm. You can change a generation. Amen. So that is how I look at that. So there is a big picture. Picture and there's Ripple a effect. Yeah, and there is a lot of people that need help, but and you can't get to everybody. But if you just starting at one place and you work with one person and that and then the thing will just, just it will start yeah. having a ripple effect yes. and the point is that we need to get god back into his rightful place yes. in the home so um i know that uh, the community that you're working with the church that you're working with is sold out in that area yeah. getting you know, the gospel out there to these people yes. and um, to those areas. So the feeding scheme and, uh, you know, the schools that you're involved with is, tell me, um, you know, is, is it a wide network? Are they, uh, is there a lack of um, these schools as well and these opportunities? Well, Johan was running the project, um, Course for Schooler. We were involved in... Uh, different schools, and we were feeding three thousand five hundred kids per day. Per day. Per day. Now we're feeding like two thousand a month because the project um, did go um, smaller with the COVID and all that. Yes, and you aren't changing everything. I. It's like we say, we don't know if he knew that he won't be here anymore, and he just. Um, shrink everything but when we when so my son my eldest son is took Johan's place okay. in in regard um to the the um managing of the project so yeah so it is smaller at the moment and but we can expand and we want to ex- expand but i think i mean 2000 children that is a lot of children yeah you know if you think of that on every single day i mean the volumes that you have to feed and the, and to get it actually done in a day is phenomenal work yes and this is what i just love what i hear when i listen to your story and your testimony is that you're just a normal ministry couple that's doing extraordinary amazing work yeah. you know and this is what i'm really wanting to with this interview encourage people because that's what i'm when we get to the next topic of equipped to serve is that I want to encourage people to get to the point where they can actually serve with wherever they are and whoever they are yeah which is wonderful yeah so I really love the work that you and 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 Johan did and I'm sorry that you lost a valuable but he's a great 
He is a great yeah. loss to the kingdom on earth, but a great yeah. gain for heaven. Yeah. And we are so, you, you know, mm -hmm. we can just celebrate the work that he started. Yeah. And uh, we just pray that your son will continuously um, uh, carry on the legacy that he's left yeah. behind. We, will, we, we are very excited about the future and next year and how to, we are busy planning for next year and we are yeah, looking forward to what will happen. And yeah, the food is, we do the distribution of it. So we receive and then we distribute and the, where the organizations where to go to, they prepare the food and, and distribute it in among the children that is in need of that. Incredible work. But we're going to chat about the Equip to Serve. I think this is going to be the essence of the interview as well, because this is where we as the public and community can get into helping the community. So thank you so much for being with us so far, Eloise. That's amazing work that you're doing. I get so encouraged and uh, excited about the future. And for our, our families out there, we will be back with you. Wow. Thank you so much for staying tuned with us and this afternoon. And we have got an incredible guests in the studio this afternoon on my program called Rise. I'm Renette Myberg. And yes, we are the program where we give you wisdom and knowledge when real life happens. And this is an opportunity for us to really, um, uh, Eloise and them are running an incredible project, you know, where they have the baby saver um, as well as a, a feeding scheme, uh, you know, food distribution to those that are um, in need. And also they deal with crisis pregnancies. But what I love about this next project that we're going to talk about is the way that we as the public can get involved. And, you know, we often don't know um, what to do. And we often just think, oh, we're not equipped. We're not good enough or we should be full-time ministry. But here is an opportunity that Sindanda is going to give um, a, a course now, actually, you're gonna, you can tell us more about that, um, Eloise, about equipped to serve a listening training program. I think this is an incredible opportunity for us as, as, um, society to get involved with. Yeah. So, um, when the Lord spoke to me about full-time ministry again, the same time there was the um, the training to be a trainer. So it was so, um, I want to say funny, but it's not funny, but it was so just this hand in it, it was so exciting. Um, so next year we will have a course in um, from the 31st of January to, to, to the 3rd of Feb where we will be training counselors with the equipped to serve training and this training is for any for anybody that wants to learn how to serve people and how to get listening skills and and just be there for somebody in a crisis so it can be for crisis pregnancy but it can also be any just crisis any crisis yes this is wonderful so the training is for a period of um, four days. Normally, if you do it full day, it is a lot of um, skill that you get to to know, but you can also do it over six days for um, in half day. Then you cover everything. So it is to equip people to listen and not to manipulate but to minister Amen. 
Um, w- while I was doing the the training before, there was one lady. She's a nurse in a hospital, and she did this. And just the skills that she learned from this helped her in her um, workplace to just yeah. So it's um, to be humble and to be genuine and to be. Um, so with this course, you learn to listen, you learn to communicate in the right way, you learn to ask the right questions, how to ask the questions to get the most out of the client. Because if a client gets to you in a crisis, all they focus on is the crisis. They can't see the bigger picture. So you, as a good listener, can pick up on stuff and then you know how to just... Um, Kanaliseer die angstigheid So in die eerste plek is het om een cliënt rustig te maak En net sê ok, alles is ok Kom ons praat daar wat is die krisis Kom ons focus daar op Wat is jou sterkpunte Wat is jou, jou goed waarder jy angstig is Is dit real, is dit rarig soos jy dit bedink Of is daar, um, want iemand sal by jou kom en sê Oh, um, if I tell my parent I'm pregnant, they're going to kill me. That's the favorite line. (laughs) So how to deal with that, what to say, how to um, help them in that way. So this course is, um, it makes such a difference in your counseling session. In as jy die kursus gedoen het, dan kan jy of by jy centrum inskakel, of jy kan online doen. Um, online help jou om dan jou skills wat jy geleerd, want dit is een baie praktische kursus. So jy leer een klom goeiekies daar, wat jy kan gaan toepas. As jy deel is van een centrum, dan gaan jy eers vir die eerste vijf kere in sit saam met iemand wat counsel, en dan gaan jy, en jy gaan net luister. Mm-hmm. en kyk wat voor jou gebeur. Die tweede een, gaan jy bykie kan deelneem, so die volgende vijf, so dis vijf, 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 jy sit vijf kere net in, en jy leer, jy leer en jy observeer. Die volgende vijf keer, dan mag jy miskien ook een vraagje vraag of net kyk en jou in inzet gee, en dan die ander vijf is waar jy dan um, die counseling doen, en jy, en jy sit in by, of iemand sit in by jou, wat reeds equipped is, en dan, en dan daarna, doen jy jou, jou ding. So, dan wil ek ook sê, van, van dit, saam met, die equip to serve, program, wat, wat die mens doen, dit is nie, nou doen jy dit, en jy nou ool nie. Mm-hmm. Niemand van ons weet altijd alles nie. Maar omdat ons een netwerk is, Mm. is al die resources altyd beskikbaar. Dat is altyd iemand wat sê, luister wat jy kan sê, luister wat maak ek hier, of hoe moet ek dit hanteer, en so. Dit is een, en dis wat ek wil sê van, van die equip to serve, die, die pregnancy help netwerk, en ook die babycyvers is sy netwerk. Ons is soos een groot familie. Jy is nie alleen, jy betekker voor ons alleen, in die, in die ministerie waar ons moet stap of dit, maar as dit jou hart en passie is, om daar te wees vir vrouwe in een krisis, dan is hierdie het tool wat jy kan gebruik om deel te raak van dit, en om, jy kyk met aan die oor, jy luister met aan die oor, jy sien, en jy het net hierdie hart vir mense wat 
ons is allemaal mensen, ons is allemaal maak foute, en saam daarmee gaan ook die pausteboosje in recovery, nou sê mense, oké, okay, um, ons moedig abortie aan, ons moedig glad nie abortie aan nie, ja. maar die Heere het ons allemaal gemaakt met die kiese, hmm. en ons kan nie manipuleer nie, ek het een keer een tienerdochter gehad, wat wil gaan vir haar boosie, nou denk jy, as die Heere jou geroep het vir ministry, en jy um, gaan nou iemand cancel wat wil ab- aborteer, gaan hulle dit nou nie meer doen nie, want jy is ons nou, jy weet, but it, maar dit werk is so nie. So, die persoon het te besluit om te aborteer, dit breek jou hart, maar daai aan toe my hart breek, die Heere net vir my kom wees wie hy is, ook in dit, en dat ons, ons kan niet lief wees, want hij is niet liefde. Yes, yes. Hij geeft voor ons die kiese, en ons moet die kiese, maar of, betekent, doen ons verkeerde kiese, maar dan, na dit, as ons fout gemaakt het, is hy nog steeds daar voor ons, en ons als een gemeenschap moet daar wees vir die gebrokenis, om hulle weer op te helpen. want as ons sit met de gebroken samenleving, sit ons met de gebroken nageslag, en so gaan het aan en aan, maar as ons die persoon wat ge- gebroke is, kan help om weer heel te raak. That's exactly what your result needs to be. Ja, en dit is my focus, dit is ook om ek doen wat ek doen. Nie omdat, um, ja, net om hoop te gee. Hmm. That is wonderful. I love the work that you are doing. And I love the fact that, you know, just the ordinary person can go and learn something, which is exactly what a person needs to have this wisdom and knowledge of how to execute it in any form of crisis, even though this is an important network to be part of. But at the end of the day, this is a, a mighty tool to be able to use for future, um, you know, any any crisis that a family goes through yeah. or a, a, a young person goes through. So thank you so much for all the wonderful work that you're doing. And I pray that this, uh, you know, this will be an opportunity for those that are out there that are listening, that this is an opportunity. If you're wanting to start something this year, that you will be able to come and do something and get a bit equipped so this can give you a nice, mighty, tool even to use within your church community, within your com- your yeah. surroundings, your work, yes. your workplace. It's a wonderful tool. So yeah. just how do they go, where do they go to be able to find out a little bit more about this program? Okay, they can um, contact via email mm-hmm. at Eloise at Zintanda. Can you just spell that for us? Okay, E-L-O-I-S-E at Z-I-N-T-A-N-D-A Zintanda Fantastic dot com Fantastic. And then we can you can email them and then see how you can get involved in your community, your workplace, that you can get equipped to help others get healed and whole. So thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. And we really appreciate the fact that you gave a bit of your time uh, to come and give us this opportunity to be able to minister and to work amongst the people. But may the Lord just continuously use you, Eloise, and your team to have a mighty impact on everyone out there that you that you deal with and may your new ventures for the new year be mightily successful that you go from glory to glory upwards and forwards from this day onwards thank you so much Renette thank you for the opportunity 
This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.